Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today is going to be a fire episode. So if you're like an entrepreneur listening and looking to maybe create an event of yourself or just like kind of in the midst of building a community and want to make that next step of building an event, these two women, I tell you, they are it for this. This conversation is going to be fire. So I have Keisha here who you guys might have remembered. She was on the podcast like when I first started. Um, with her now husband, Zena, but now she has her bestie, Jackie, with her, who created this incredible event that I was just at this past couple of weekends ago called Empower Her Live. And Keisha and Jackie, I kind of want you guys to do like a quick intro, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Um, so I'll go first. My backstory is I did all the things that I thought that I was supposed to do. I checked the boxes. Mm-hmm. I got to that job that made sense on paper. I looked around and was like, crap, this is not what I want. And I don't know what to do next. And that led me down the entrepreneurial path starting in 2014 with a business that I actually came to Jackie with uh, straight out the gates, which was network marketing. And I was like, should I do this? And Jackie was like, freaking go. <laughs> um, we've been best friends for 15 years. So I've always been the crazy ideas, big visionary person. And that was that first business. After a couple of years, it no longer felt aligned for me. I just had this like very visceral gut feeling that I wanted to do something else. But like many people that listen into this podcast, you know, like that feeling comes and you're like, but what do I do? Like, I have no idea what to do. So I decided to start a podcast, Empower Her. And the intention was to bring people along on the ride and also get some clarity around what I wanted to do next. That cultivated a community of women that really liked the vibe of like, come with me, let's figure this out together, which resulted in us starting a podcast course, Mm -hmm. which you took and launched (laughs) your show with, which has been so cool to see how you've grown and evolved. And then it eventually led us, you know, programs, things that we've done along the way, but eventually led us to what I really wanted to do from the get-go, which was events. Mm -hmm. And the power of getting in the room and being in community with other women in person is next freaking level. Mm -hmm. And um, to be honest, I'm a visionary. So I've got this big idea, but like that shit won't happen unless you have someone like Jackie to actually make sure that things get done. (laughs) So Jackie, (laughs) that's like your lead in. (laughs) Oh, what an intro. I love it. Um, yeah, so I'm Jackie. And like I just said, I've been best friends for 15 years. I also was in the corporate world. And for me, it was always just comfortable. It was it was good. It was fine. It was easy. But then Keisha kind of caught this vision of the network marketing dream, just kind of the entrepreneurial side of things. And I was never the one in our relationship or in just in my life in general that would ever want to go first in something, especially something that's new, big, risky, anything like that. But when I kind of caught this vision with her, it was sort of like, ooh, I want to go with you. Let's sort of do this together. How can I help? How can I support you? And just kind of throughout her transitions of wanting to start the podcast, building the community around that, I was kind of always just one step there with her of, oh, I want to be involved. I want to help. I want to do this. And it really just kind of continued growing my vision of just like believing bigger and bigger and bigger of seeing all that was possible and all that we were going to be able to do together. And then 
when we started the event, we really fell into kind of these individual roles of, yeah, Keisha being this huge visionary, me kind of being the behind the scenes integrator of a lot of things, both the details person, I love checklists, all the things. And (laughs) it kind of got us to this point of just, here we are, we just had our first live event and just on all the high of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I I'm still high off of it too. Let me let me just tell you. I mean, the energy in that room was just next level. But I kind of want to first talk about because I don't know how many times I said it during the event, but I noticed Kish, you like not just Jackie, but like your friends helped mm-hmm. you with this event. And to 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 think that like I I don't have those types of friends, and to see like friends like yours to support you and your vision. Yeah. Like for those people listening that are possibly like, I don't have friends like that. So how do you, how do you, how do you lead that? Like, how do you continue to to live your dream type of thing? So we, Jackie and I can answer this together. Mm -hmm. I'll answer to the new friends and she answer, she'll answer to the, like, how do you bring old friends along on the ride? Um, cause she speaks to this really eloquently. But for me, I've been a huge proponent of finding people that look like the direction of where I want to go because you have to first and foremost, like not feel like you're the most ambitious one of your friend group. And you can't feel like you're the crazy one, especially for those that are listening in that have entrepreneurial tendencies. I'm definitely more entrepreneurial than Jackie. She's one that wants to integrate, like she mentioned, but I have felt so many times, like I'm so misunderstood Mm. because it's not that I'm not grateful for what I have, but I have such a big vision of how I want to make an impact in the world. And I knew it was my responsibility to find people that looked like where I was headed rather than just where I've been. And I don't want just people to support me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I want people that challenge me, that bring a different perspective, that don't think the same way that I do. So I've been so intentional about whether it's pain to go to masterminds, it's being so awkward at meetups where I'm like, hi, I'm Keisha. I'm new here. I'm looking for friends. <laughs> Strategically, like bringing people onto my show that I want to really connect with, figuring out how I can add value to other people with no expectation in return. That's how we got even like the caliber of speakers that we had on our stage. Mm-hmm that we're wanting to show up for Empower Her Live is because of these friendships that I have very intentionally made, not out of the um, you know, desire of them wanting to contribute to me or them wanting to help me, but me saying like, how can I support these women that I've been borrowing belief from of what's possible for me? So if you're listening into this, I want to challenge you to say like, when's the last time that you got yourself into a room where you felt uncomfortable or you felt stretched or you were around people that are doing things on a bigger scale scale where you're actually like a small fish in a big pond. Cause if you're a big fish in a small pond, you're going to feel underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And that is also soul crushing for big dreamers and visionaries. So I've been intentional about maintaining friendships, which I'll let Jackie touch on, but I've been like, I'm a ninja at making sure that I'm going to meetups. I'm constantly connecting with people all the time because I just know how important it is to get people around you that inspire you and then being that inspiration for other people too. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's all of that for sure. And I feel like there was like three different versions of this that were coming up for me as you were saying that where it's like, number one, as the visionary person, so what Keisha was in our relationship and with a lot of those other friends, you have to be really good about looping people in to Mm -hmm. how much you believe in what you're doing. And something I know even I did when I was also starting my own business and things like that is I would play it down. Oh, it's just a silly little thing. Oh, it's not a big deal. It's, right. I don't want kind of the, the questions and things like that. But then I would internally get super frustrated of why aren't they taking me seriously? Why aren't they challenging me? Why don't they 
believe in this as much as I did, but the narrative I was giving them was, oh, it's just my silly little thing. It's not a big deal. And what Keisha always did was really well say, these are my goals. This is why it matters to me. This is why it's important. And then kept all of us along, like looped in along the way of every new win, every celebration, every new pivot that was going on. And she brought people into it. So then they felt excited supporting her too. Of They wanted to say, Ooh, I want to root for you. Oh, you're going through something challenging in this new development that you're making. How can I help? How can I help? But then the other responsibility on that too is Keisha always asked the question, okay, here's how you count me. How can I help you too? And I think that's something we all have been guilty of forgetting of we want the support on us, but then we're not asking our friends who maybe aren't entrepreneurs, who maybe aren't podcasters, who maybe aren't in the same lane as us. We're forgetting that they might be going through something hard in their marriage or in their family life or something else that they're going on, even in their own career, whatever it is, even if their vision's different, they might still need that question. How can I help you? How are you feeling? What are your goals? And it opens up this really cool dialogue for both people that it doesn't feel like people can't ask you the questions because maybe they don't understand, but it's just, what's the, what's, how can I help? What's going on in your life? And maybe sometimes it's on us to open up that dialogue a lot. And that was for sure something Keisha and I were always so good at and why even when we were building our own businesses, her business was so much bigger, but it was because I was also so much more looped into how hard she was working, what she was going through, what her vision was, that it was just, I want to support, I want to cheerlead, I want to be there with you. And I think that looping in of the vision, but also asking the question to your friends too, how can I help? How can I support what's going on? It's a two-way street and it just helps so much. I want, I want to let that, I want to let that breathe because I think that like, that was so helpful for the two of you to kind of, you know, pinpoint both areas. So now I kind of want to dive in to this event, right? First of all, it didn't take you one day and the event happened like that. It was a process, obviously. It was probably, you know, tears. It was, it was laughter. It was excitement. It was all those types of emotions. So Without going into like super depth, because we could be on on this for hours. Yeah. Kind of break down, for, like the both of you can break down how, how, how it all came about. First of all, obviously, I know it's a community, but like, what's the process? What actually yeah. is the process to create an event like this? So I'll start with the visionary side and then we'll break it down with details. Uh, so for me... I think it's really important to anyone asking themselves if they want to do an event to understand how do you want people to feel and what's your positioning with your community. Mm-hmm. And I've been very intentional since I started my podcast that I wanted to have a come with me, let's figure this out together type of community. So I knew the women in my community valued transparency and honesty and connection, like real raw connection. So knowing the feeling of what I was going for first and foremost was absolutely crucial to then knowing how to loop people in on why they would want to be part of it and then who we needed to bring into it and what actually mattered to create this experience. Because it is really easy as you start going down the event path of spending a crap ton of money. Like it is so easy to go over the top on things. But I was really intentional of saying, you know, I would always go back to Jackie saying like, this is a come with me community. We cannot spend this amount of money on a stage because I don't feel good about telling women in the community, you could do this too. If we're spending all this money and we're not paying attention to the 
budget. So knowing the positioning first and foremost and how I wanted people to feel and what the core values of the community were made it way easier for me to understand that it's important for me to have representation on the stage even, right? Like I wanted speakers that had different backgrounds and ethnicities and ages and tenure in speaking. And I wanted different styles and personality types. So I was really thinking about the collective vision and how I wanted it to feel. And then being willing to say no to the shiny object thing. Because when you're going down the path of building an event, it's like you could easily, you know, create this crazy experience. And then they're like, it's going to cost you $10,000. And you're like, what the I do not want to pay that, right? So it's like having a clear vision is really important of the positioning with your community. And then also like the reason why we were able to sell the amount of tickets and get people that, you know, two thirds of the room, it was their first ever big personal development event. And they're flying to Phoenix, Arizona, where we held it. They're paying for a plane ticket in a hotel. And the reason we were able to do that is because we spent a lot of time developing the community. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of women in this space tell themselves the story of, I think I quote unquote should do an event. It seems like the quote unquote next step, but I want you to be really honest with yourself. If this is an idea on your heart that you want to do it, knowing that it's going to be a ton more work than you recognize, um, but you're doing it for these women that you're so excited to support. So get a clear vision, build the community first. Um, don't do it proactive. Like don't just go for it without understanding like how you want people to feel. Because I think that's why it was so successful in terms of women feeling really fulfilled by it because it was very, very intentional. So that's the vision side of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, that's, that's everything too. And I was going to say along with that too, is the vision is really like, it's so, so, so necessary. And I think the biggest question that always kind of kept coming up for me along the way is, especially planning your first one mm-hmm. every single day, you're going to run across the question. There is something new. I didn't know there is something, yeah. new about. there is something new I didn't plan for. So it is essential to bring in the people that have the missing pieces that you can't provide. Mm-hmm. And so even like just using Keisha and I as part of the process, if it was just me planning an event like that, there would have been so many connection pieces, so many of these like big intimate moments, things like that, that would have been missed because I might've been like, Oh, we have our, registry settled. We have all of our chairs figured out. We have all the details, but this, this love aspect of what the event really was could have gotten missed and vice versa. If it was just Keisha doing it, lots of little, no one would even know how to check in. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just be throwing loopas. That's it. All three days. Um, So it doesn't even have to necessarily be your best friend. And I think too, it's like with our experience, yes, we're best friends. And so that worked really well for us too. But even if you have a podcast and you want to start doing something for your community, you can still bring in members of your community, someone that maybe is yes. more of an integrator if you're visionary, or if you know you're an integrator, bring in the girls in your community that say, hey, I have a big vision. I just don't know what to do with it yet. And then maybe a couple of you can really come together to execute on something that's going to be really beautiful for the community as a whole, rather than just feeling like I have to do this alone and I'm not willing to ask questions and I'm not willing yeah. to admit that I don't know things. Those were all the things that we kept learning. Yeah. And I don't know how details you want to get with how many random like deadlines and things like that are. Yeah. But I No, I mean, no, I think that was both, I think that was both great. And I think that my next thing I want to get to is, you know, the, the, the logistics of things, right? Like with the speakers, like, so obviously you knew who you kind of wanted to pinpoint, right? Were there any moments of, I don't, they're probably not going to say yes. Like, how do we work through that? Yeah. So I mean, I knew for sure one of the speakers that I really wanted to have was Trent Shelton. Mm -hmm. He's my favorite podcaster personally. And I wasn't sure what it was going to be like asking him if he was going to be down for it or not. Um, But 
I was so honest when I asked people like, and mm-hmm. I told them why, because even me, I get pitched to be on podcasts, what, like 15 to a hundred times a week or so, like of just podcasts in general. But it's like, I can feel if it's real. And I think we forget how much humans connect with humans where I was like, Trent, these are the reasons why I really want you to be at Empower Her Life. This is so important to me. If he would have said no, then I would have felt really good about how I asked him and that it was really just a a compliment of how I asked him. And I also didn't tell myself the story that someone wouldn't want to be part of it because I knew the value that they would get from getting to interact with this community. Like I know what we have in the Empower Her podcast community and I even like sponsors and stuff. I was like, I don't even know exactly what I'm doing. Like Jackie mentioned, like everything that we did at this event, we had no idea how to do it because it was the first time of doing literally every single part of it. So you have to be really careful when that pops up of like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to ask speakers. I don't know how to tell them what I want them to talk about. I don't know how to talk to brands. I don't even know like, what is an AV quote? Like, what do we do? How do we set up a stage? Like everything was new. But I think when you really go back to just understanding that like people care about contribution at a human level. And if they feel like they can contribute in a meaningful way, if they can make it work, they'll make it work. And it has to be really genuine. The things that really just honestly get our pet peeve to me is when people try and like paint this picture of like sounding so polished when they ask you to be part of something. It's like, girl, just be real with me. Like, Hey, I love your personality for this. I would love for you to be part of this. This is the vision that I see. And, um, if you can enroll people in the vision, I think they are just more inclined to want to do it. And again, it goes back to that original question you asked of, you know, building friendships. It's adding value to people for free with no expectation that they'll ever return that is, I mean, is everything. I will tell you, um, for those that don't know, we had Jamie Kern Lima as a surprise guest speaker there. And uh, that was a curveball that I could have never even dreamt of. Um, So that, I don't even really know how to explain how that happened, but that was (laughs) mind-blowing. But as far as asking people to be part of something, enroll them in the vision and be really honest, that was really helpful for me. Yeah, I think that's super helpful. And for Jackie, so for these types of things, like with these deadlines, right? Because I'm sure that you were kind of handling kind of all mm-hmm. that, right? So how did you deal with that? How do you like, because there's, you know, I'm sure there were like certain moments of like, shit, this thing is, is, <laughs> is happening like tomorrow. Like what's going on? How do you handle those deadlines? Um, so before I answer that too, one thing I do also have to point out that Keisha just said that I think is super interesting to think about as you were saying, you know, be willing to just ask people, be really honest, paint the vision. If you've even ever planned like a wedding or a party or anything, like when people know the vibe and the field, they are so much more excited to like participate in that. So just having the clarity on that, but also almost every one of our speakers or vendors there at some point, Keisha had met at another event or in a room. So the whole mm-hmm. like, even the back at the beginning of what you said, challenge yourself, girl, get in the room, put yourself yeah. in situations a lot of these speakers and things like that wouldn't have been a possibility had you not been willing to do that two years ago, five years ago, whatever it was. So just a little yeah. thought of that. Deadlines, honestly, it's mm-hmm. it's a very simple, but also like chaotic answer. One, love spreadsheets, love checklists, <laughs> constantly like be flagging things in your email, but also just expect that's going to happen. And I think yeah. that's something like going into it. If you know you're going to get really overwhelmed by something very fast, like if you go zero to 60 on the overwhelm scale, this being the person that manages that on the back end might not be the best role for you because yeah. you just be willing to say, this person didn't get me this in time. This person didn't get me this in time. Okay. I look like I have to do a couple follow-ups and start to get really clear on my communication. Like we need this by X, Y, Z. And it's just managing 
it's managing your own expectations, but also just managing a lot of other people's part who this event was the most important thing that we were planning this year. That might not have been the case for all the people we were working with. They yeah. have of their own. They have their own podcasts, their own brands, their own stuff. So I couldn't let myself get annoyed or mad. If like, why isn't this person getting me this in time? Why isn't this person doing this? It's like I have to do my part, but then just be really comfortable with being comfortable with follow-ups, being yes. comfortable with like sending voice messages, sending follow-up texts, whatever it might be. And then just not getting too overwhelmed or stressed about it and just trusting this is going to work out. If this one deadline doesn't get met, unless it's like literally our event space contract, right. it's going to be okay. Like if something yeah. their last minute, if something doesn't, if a speaker runs 10 minutes over their keynote, whatever it might be, it's going to be fine. And I would say there was so many people that told us, oh my gosh, nothing went wrong this whole event. And for the most part, nothing did, but there were definitely little things on the back end mm-hmm. that it was like, oh yeah, we're just, we're just taking care of it. We're just taking care of it. And you just have to be really comfortable and set that expectation early on that it's not going Ugh. to go a hundred percent perfect. Well, first yeah. of all, that one part that I think it was uh, when Lori was speaking and one of the staff that you guys had was literally <laughs> hold. I thought that like, she was a champ. I was like, go girl. <laughs> yeah. So walks up and gives our new clicker. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also I think to even add on to that too, that's really important if you are more visionary is you have to understand that you are going to have a lot of your blind spots and your flaws exposed to you when you're doing something this big. Cause this, so I've done previously memberships and courses and network marketing and things like that, where I would put something out and I could make money off of it. This required me signing a check bigger than I had ever, or not a check, but like, you know, paying more than I had ever paid for anything with the expectation that we would be able to fill the seats. So that caused a lot of anxiety that I didn't know that I even had internally of wanting to bet on myself. And then it also really forced me to learn how, I mean, Jackie and I've been been best friends for 15 years. There's nobody that I trust more, but I, I had to even like recognize in myself, my tendency to want to control things when I get stressed or anxious, I had to loosen up my own grip and trust that the people that we hired to help support us were going to show up. And it wasn't a me thing. Like I had to go do my visionary, connect with people, be me at the event. That's my job. Like that was my role and what I was really excited to do, but that's my role. So, but if I was worried about all the other things that I had no idea what was going on, I couldn't have been as present. And so it's almost like you have to recognize you're going to have to learn how to trust people more when you're playing at a game that requires more people to be enrolled in your vision, whether it's events or calling your shot on something big, you got to learn how to get comfortable with like how uncomfortable that is, <laughs> you know? Right. A hundred, a hundred percent. And yeah. first off, I'm going to round everything out, but first off, I want to honor Jackie for a second Yeah, because I know it being your first time even on stage doing this whole process, I want to honor you because you did a freaking badass job. Right. I know. Like I want, like you really, really did. And I'm so happy that you kind of highlighted her too, because that just creates like, I see your friendship, your, your, like, and that's my next question for you, because I know that it like partnerships, right? Yeah. It's hard to find those. And granted, I know you guys have been friends for so long, but what's the key to that? Because it could easily, this, this could easily like tear apart a friendship going yeah. to business together. So what's the key to that to keep it going? So my take overall is like, you have to be really self-aware. Um, and that's a responsibility that we all mm-hmm. have as humans is to figure out like who we are. And I am 
big on doubling down on my strengths and outsourcing my weaknesses. Like I don't beat myself up about the stuff that I'm not good at. I just have to find someone that is good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the biggest blessing ever that Jackie and I have our friendship. And we also have very different strengths and interests. And I had to be self-aware of what I wanted and what I needed and be, and be able to take away the friendship and decide like, is this the right person outside of our friendship for us to build this together? But then I also had to be working with someone who was also self-aware because Jackie came to me at one point in our friendship a couple of years ago. And she was like, I don't want to be the person on the stage. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do the things that you want to do. And my intention was wanting to support the person that I love so much and be like, whatever opportunities I can get for you or create for you, or I will invest in you. If you want to start a business, I'll be your, I'll give you every ounce of money that I have and like help support you in anything. And I mean that, but that's not what she wanted. So it's almost like this, gift of being super self-aware is going to help you as an individual, but then you also have to hire someone who knows themselves too. I would so much rather work with someone that's like, this is my strengths. Mm -hmm. These are my weaknesses. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can work with that. Like I'm obviously married now, but if I was dating (laughs) at this stage, I'd be like, tell me about your childhood wounds and let me just see if I'm willing to like deal with that shit. Because if not, (laughs) I'm out because I just want to know. I just want straight shooters. And so that comes from being self-aware, you know? What about yeah. you, Jackie? And say self, I mean, self-awareness for sure. And I do think it's, it is a very unique situation to have mm-hmm. a patient I have where yeah. we do fill a lot of different buckets in our own lives. Of, we have the best friendship. We have the business stuff. We have a lot of other shared interests and things that we do fill a lot of the same buckets. And we always joke that it's like, we'll be sitting, sending emails that are like more professional. And then we're on Instagram, like sending each other like dumb memes. And then we're texting about something totally <laughs> random. And we just like <laughs> handle these different personalities into the different roles that we play. But that doesn't have to be everyone's situation. Yes. Whereas if you do want, and you, you know, you're, maybe your thing is just, I want friends that are thinking bigger and doing bigger things and things like that. Like Keisha was talking about earlier, yeah. she's been able to find those without just cutting everyone else. Like we have never been the type of people that are like, cut the dead weight, go find all your <laughs> friends and things like that. It's like different friends from different seasons fill different buckets just as much as Cena fills a different bucket for Keisha than I do, mm-hmm. and which is a very good thing. That's a different show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you are the place right now where you're like, I want to do events and I want to do it with somebody, here's the strengths that I need to find in a person. Here's like my strengths. Here's like a partner. Maybe that's just the person you seek out and your relationship with them is a very strong one in the working space, but they don't yeah. also fill the, best, the bestie one. And and vice versa, if you do need that new bestie in your life, maybe she doesn't have to be your business partner and you can be just as fulfilled by those buckets being filled by two different people or by one person if they happen to fill both buckets. I don't know. No, so I good. Mic drop, mic drop, <laughs> seriously. So we're going to close out with, um, what's next? Like, right, yeah. right? Like, this is just the start of it. And I know that I'm sure that you guys both learned a lot of things from this first event, but what's next for the two of you? Yeah. Oh, I love this question. I'm so future oriented that I just love like, getting <laughs> excited about everything. So to be honest, um, I think one of the things that I have to always go back to asking myself as someone who's really multi-passionate and has literally 15 business ideas a day is to say, <laughs> what do I want my life to feel like? What do I want to spend my time actually doing one year from now? Like, don't even ask me about a five-year vision. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing in five years because I'm going to be a completely different person in five years. But I think often, 
often strategically about like with the gifts that I feel like I'm given, how can I share those with the world to make the impact that I want to make and like the person that I am in pursuit of the goals and like my life on a daily basis, like on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And what really was lit in me personally at the event was how much I think in-person matters. Like even back to the original question, right? Getting in the room physically is so different. I love podcasting. It's a beautiful medium, but there is nothing like getting to hug someone in real life. And also for people that are more introverted or soft-spoken, getting in the room in itself is a transformation. And I want to provide that opportunity for people. So what we're really focusing on and like what was really lit in me was figuring out how to meet our community of listeners of the podcast in person in different containers. So we're going to be doing our big annual event next year. It'll be in Denver again. We're trying to figure out strategically how we want to do pop-ups and actually go to women, do live podcasts, bring community together, like 50 to 100 people pop-up type events where Jackie and I go fly around. Don't worry, we're going to the East Coast. And really figuring out how to highlight women in the community and just create containers for connection to be built, like retreats and, you know, even utilizing Cena and I just purchased an Airbnb, as you know, and like trying to figure out like, how can we like tie women coming together in community to some of those things too? So it's going to be a lot of in-person for sure. <laughs> I'm so excited. And what about, what about you, Jackie? What, what is your vision? Honestly, I mean, all of that. That's oh. where we are so aligned and coming out yeah. of that. It was just, I think doing your first event too, you know, like we were saying is you do learn so much about each other. And I don't think this was ever really a possibility. I think you do have to go into it knowing you might walk out of the event saying, I never want to do that again. Yeah. And for us to walk out on Sunday night, it is funny. A lot of people have asked us the question, oh, are you so tired? Are you so exhausted? Yeah. Are you drained? And every time Keisha and I kind of like giggled because we're both like, no, like we're like, we're so extroverts. Excited. We're ready. <laughs> Like we have the stamina for this. We're excited for this. We have just been yeah. so up from all of it. And so I think just getting that confirmation of if this is something you want to do, you'll never know until you actually try it. So yeah. maybe first person event is 50 people. Maybe it's 20 people. Maybe it's hundreds, but you will walk out of that experience having so much clarity on if it's something you yes. want to be doing. And that's for, that was a hundred percent what we walked out with. And so we just know more than ever. If that's the direction. Yeah. And Well, and we had to leave things too, right? That was the other question that I feel like is worth touching on real quick is if right now you're doing something that doesn't feel aligned for you, like I'm a huge proponent of side hustles. Like I'm not saying quit your job, jump and the net will appear because I think building a business out of desperation is really hard and like very unnecessary. But if right now you are an entrepreneur or you are a business owner, regardless of the size of your business, if you're doing something that's not getting you closer to the vision of where you want to be spending your time one year from now, you're going to have to create space. And it might feel like you're letting something go that you love. Like we decided to stop doing our cohort-based intro podcast course literally to create more space so we could just focus on more of this like in-person connection and developing community. And that's like something that we decided to let go, which... Sometimes you have to leave the things that like in your gut, like, you know, that it's time for that to like that chapter to close and you have to grieve the loss of the familiar of what you had, but trust that like you're gifted this vision because you're the person who can figure it out, you know? Okay. So you guys are the second person to really say that, to, to let go of something so that yeah. you can provide more. Cause I actually was talking to Lindsay, you know, uh, um, yeah. house women, Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. And- she said that too, that she's going to be letting go some things to provide yeah. other opportunities. Cause it's so true. Like you, you want to serve more but in order to serve more. You might need to let go a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, but I know my listeners are going to want to like tackle you guys. You're going to want to go into your DM. They want to get it. They're going to want to connect with you in all the ways. So 
put all like put all your socials and links that they can connect you with. I'm going to put it in the show notes, obviously, but shout those out real quick. Yeah. So my favorite social media platform is Instagram. It's Keisha Get Married, uh, K-A-C-I-A-G-H-E-T-M-I-R-I. I, I cannot spell my freaking name. Okay. Link it in the show notes. It's so tricky. But we, we also have Empower Her podcast as an Instagram. And then that's my show, which Jackie will be hopping on randomly too, which is Empower Her Podcast every Monday and Thursday. Jackie, tell me your Instagram. She's getting more on Instagram, aren't I'm you? Getting, yeah. yeah. You say, I'm like, I'm back on the gram. Um, <laughs> I am Jackie, just add Jackie Koba. It's J-A-C-K-I-K-O-U-B-A. So that is where I am. And also if you need, no, I won't give up my email in here. <laughs> they'll, shoot, they'll shoot you a DM. They'll shoot you a DM. But one last thing I want to t- uh, share with you guys, so, because it was something that you, both of you brought up in regards to being introvert and putting yourself out there into the room. As being an introvert myself, I can totally tell you that by being in these rooms, you become that introvert extrovert. Yeah. Because you're learning to communicate with all these incredible people. So I want to encourage you guys too to like take note of what these two women did and get in the freaking room, right? Get in the freaking room. Seriously. But uh, it's such an honor to have the two of you. And, and Jackie, again, powerhouse woman. This is just the start for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Keisha, like, again, you are already like, there but you're gonna go up there so even bigger but and i'm so like happy to be on this ride with the two of you but thank you so much thank you so much we love you thank you so much for having us guys i'm super excited to announce that i just launched an online clothing boutique called bella mel boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer the clothing in there right now is incredible the wholesale is at a that I'm going to have in there. I'm being very strategic. Um, They're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, bellamelboutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.